Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. All right, listen up. I am really excited about my next guest because she answers a burning question that I've had for a long time. Is it pronounced GIF or GIF? Sadie Novello, the EVP of Content and Media at Giphy, is here to answer that question for us now, along with other questions that I ask her all about being a working mom and making it work. It's fabulous. And P.S., we all know it's GIF. Take a listen. Welcome, Sadie, to the show. Hello. How are you, Carrie? It's so nice to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And I have to tell you, before we even get into the interview, I have the burning question that you are probably asked all the time. Is it GIF or GIF? Oh, my goodness. We love to say hard G's for hard G's. So it is GIF, definitively GIF for GIF. Thank you so much, because I have to tell you, like, you're the only source (laughs) of authority that makes me feel better, because I have to say... I feel shamed when I say GIF or GIFI. <laughs> I feel like, and my daughter, who is 16, says GIF. So I can't wait to tell her that she is, in fact, incorrect. And that Sadie, who is the vice president of content at GIFI, told me so. Yeah, it's a real battle. It's, it's dividing families across the country. It is a real, real but, battle. <laughs> but it, also, it, didn't, it wasn't immediate. Like, you guys were around for a while as GIFI, and then all of a sudden there was, like, this fake correction of GIF. I mean, I'm telling you, this is like a hot topic in my office forever. Yeah, it goes way back. You know, the the format itself is actually very old, but that format has somewhat evolved over time. And, you know, Giphy being the the mass distributor that we are of GIFs, we feel like we we are the authority on how it's going to be called GIF. So that's right, girl, you said it. All right. Now, before we get into Giphy, (laughs) I want to talk about you. And so I want to go through what I always ask people to break this down because I think a career story is best told in moments. And so I would love to know what moments you feel have really defined your career. And I'm looking specifically for three moments. Three moments. That's that's hard to narrow it down. It does feel like, <laughs> you know, careers are built off of so many moments. But uh, if I have to pick, the first one that I would say is getting my job at Yahoo it was my first real pivot away from traditional entertainment, which is what I was born and bred into, and mm-hmm. into digital media. And this whole new world opened up to me around it. It was also a complete bait and switch because the day I started, they actually shut down the uh, site that I was working on for Yahoo, but they had no. this with revenue projects. Yes, day one. But they rolled everybody off of the property other than me. So I had this incredible playground to learn everything you could imagine in digital media between like product management, partner management, and business development. I even built a content management system at Yahoo. And I got all of these different pieces that ended up being really formative to how my career built over time. And it's probably one of the most defining moments in how it all came together. I that's, love that's that. Sort of like, yeah, they say like everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. And so Yahoo is like my digital kindergarten. <laughs> I love digital kindergarten. And what it, it what I love about the story is that it's such a good example of like, kind of you have the rug pulled out from under you, everything you thought was a certain way changed, and yet you adapted and learned to use it to your advantage and really just play. You know, it's interesting because my the other example that I would probably give is career defining actually happened in college, which was having my daughter as a college student, which you know, but doesn't necessarily play directly into my career, but it did teach me immediately 
about time management, about showing up, about being present, about all of these things that are key to business. And my entire career has been built as a mother because I had my daughter before I was in the active workforce. So it really did shape me more than anything else personally and professionally. Wow. So your whole career, most people who are coming out of school have that plenty of time. And now people are getting married even later. They're having children even later. What an interesting experience that that completely shaped, I would imagine, types of jobs you took and how you how you went after everything. Right. It did. You know, the the funny part about the Yahoo job is one of my motivations for getting it was that it had proximity to my daughter's school. Mm-hmm. So I could sneak away on my lunch break and go serve hot lunch. And it's moments like that, that mothers make these decisions and fathers too make these decisions to have proximity to their children. And it's, it's the core of just balancing all of it and figuring out how you could do both. That is definitely one of my favorite career defining moments I've heard on the show, because I think it's so true. And we don't often enough talk about how your family planning of any sort really intersects with your career planning. So I love that you chose that as a moment. Yeah. I mean, just to expand on it for a moment, I will say also, I'm a big believer in exposing the fact that I'm a mother to everyone all the time. I think that there's real value in putting the fact that I go to PTA meetings on my actual work calendar. I don't hide any of it. There's, you know, I have a responsibility as a female executive to show that there is balance and that I don't often get accused of not doing my job and not being a good mother and finding that way to, to navigate that together is really important to me. And being really open and transparent about it is key. And I think that in general, one thing that I've seen is that women need to see other women at the top who are doing it and are transparent about the fact that it is important to them and a priority as much as, much as if not more than work is. It has to be a very important balance. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Okay. So tell me about um, your so third you moment. You want a third moment? I want one a third more. one. <laughs> I can't wait. The first two were so good. I know, no pressure. The the third one actually is a little bit more, I won't say generic, but it's a little bit broader. It's when I really got my first team, you know, like I really had an organization underneath me, a meaningful sized organization. That was a really pivotal moment for me as a leader. And not only that, I really just fell in love with managing and helping people. I had been so focused on, you know, project management and building things and development and end product. And I learned that actually coaching people and helping solve problems and, you know, even though my core competency is arguably triaging and solving problems, managing and coaching people is really my favorite part of the job. And it's a huge part of what I get to do at Giphy, which is such a delight. Was that something that you found just came natural to you or was it a skill that you had to develop over time? And do you think that people are naturally born to coach and help bring people up? You know, I say all the time that the best training I ever had as a leader was being a mother. I know it mm-hmm. sounds the work that I have done to raise a human being to now be in college has yep. been equally valuable to the work that I've done as a manager of people. And it teaches you the human side of it. It teaches you that emotions are valid and that when you're talking to somebody or managing managing somebody, they're human beings also. And I will also joke that I'm impermeable because I've raised a teenager, so not much breaks through on the sort of you know, feeling personally attacked by anything that happens. So I I think it goes hand in hand. I think that there is a a natural EQ that you have to have in order to understand how to lead. And there's also something that comes along with being a mother and a nurturer that is, you know, immediately applicable to having a team. You bet. I totally agree with you on that. And really understanding with, with kids, 
you have to sometimes deliver hard messages and say no. And, you know, really, even even sometimes when it's hard, and it's the same thing with managing, you want to coach and lift people up and, and give them confidence. And at the same time, you have to respect the boundaries within the organization. And so it teaches you that level of kind of stepping out of something to be able to lead well or parent well, if you will. That's exactly right. You know, I'm a conduit to other people's success, whether that's my children or my team. And that's really how I see myself as somebody who clears a path and advocates for a team and for my children, not somebody who is the driver of what it is that they're doing. Absolutely. Okay. So now I feel like I really know you and I get you. And now I want to fully get the gif. Okay. (laughs) This has transformed the way that we communicate today. And it's just, it has become sort of pervasive in society. It is, it is the way a lot of us communicate today. So how did, how did this become so popular and why? You know, it's funny. My mom will send me a gift and my 18 year old will send me a gift. And that to me is the greatest indicator of the success is that it crosses generations and, you know, gifts are super fun. People love them. Anytime I tell somebody I work at Giphy, I hear, Oh, I love Giphy. Like they see the logo. They love Giphy. That is the constant feedback that we get, which is such a lovely, satisfying thing to work at a company where you have that reputation outside in the, in the real world. And gifts are funny. They're entertaining. They're playful. It feels good to send one and be witty. It feels great to receive one. And, you know, beyond being so much fun, it's like this fantastically nuanced way of communicating your thoughts and feelings. You can take something like hello or I'm hungry or happy birthday and you type that into Giphy and we give you the opportunity to convey these really simple statements with depth and textured contextual images instead of just typing the phrase. So hello in a gift can be funny or flirty or shy or all of these different emotions as opposed to just hello in a text. So Giphy's platform and, you know, the fact that we serve 7 billion of these a day is a testament to how much people are really craving this new, nuanced and in-depth way to communicate with each other. Absolutely. And I think what it does is it allows for tone. You know, it really does. It's like, how you feel about your happy birthday, things you can't see in text, you really can feel through GIF, which I love. Yeah, I love it too. I mean, that's the other nice, really, the really nice part is we at Giphy are fans of Giphy. We all use it. You know, <laughs> when a new employee starts, we are sending each other welcome gifts and we put them at the end of our emails and we're passionate about them. And that's fun. You know, it's fun to be at the sort of zeitgeisty place with pop culture and all of these things that gifts provide and being a fan of them and of something you use is great. So I know that in your own content, your own content marketing, you guys have used live tweeting of big cultural, mar- big moments in culture. So think like Oscars, Super Bowl, et cetera. And we're, we're responding with gifts. And, and by the way, it's not only you that are responding with gifts. It's all of these brands are also often responding with gifts. How do you really pull off that type of live coverage in the in the moment of the selecting of the perfect gift? Yeah, real-time strategy is a big thing for us. We feel really strongly that we are responsible for being at the forefront of pop culture conversations. So the short answer to how we pull it off is we have this incredible team of people on our social and content team, on our studios team. We also have this phenomenal partner network. So we do this balance of, you know, live gift coverage that our partners are really for, but we also have this incredible team who's at the forefront just having the zeitgeisty conversation with the fans, with the brand, with whomever is talking about it. We have hundreds of deals in place with content owners. So we have existing libraries and we get these new live content 
pieces. And many of these partnerships encourage us to cover things from award shows or their sporting events or even a new music video dropping. We have really strong relationships in the music industry. And so our strategy has just based on what we know works. And, um, you know, we, we gif live gif SNL every single Saturday. We also <laughs> know that when a group like BTS, when a group like BTS comes on, there's going to be so much buzz around it. We will take special care and make a special plan for how we're covering it above and beyond for our GIFI users, for BTS fans, and for people who just want to be in the know of what's going on in pop culture. It's amazing. You're, you're setting the standard and creating the content that is being so heavily used all around relevance. Like these are the most relevant things that are happening and you're, you're creating content that is probably travels quite far and wide. Absolutely. And, you know, our content strategy is evolving to be more than just gifts. So we were able to launch our sticker platform with huge success. We now have a text library, an animated emoji library. We have a number of things and new formats coming that just add to this conversation. Awesome. So talk to me about which brands have used GIFs and partnered with Giphy really well. Anything that you can share around that would be awesome. Yeah, we have an immensely popular partnership team. So we have a lot of very valuable partnerships in place. We also have had huge success in launching our revenue business. And out in the market, we've worked very hard over the last 18 months or so to educate brands and advertisers so that they really understand Giphy is the only way to get advertisements in one-to-one messaging at scale. And that's a big deal. And it's you know a, a, a big deal for marketers. It's a big deal for advertisers. And the best part is that because gifts are branded by design, we can honestly say people don't mind that they're interacting with advertisements. Yes, it's yes. A great thing. You know, gifts have logos. They have branded themes already. So you think about how many gifts you've seen from The Good Place or The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Those are NBC assets with the NBC logo on it. And someone could share that gift, and it may or may not be an ad and the end user is none the wiser nor do they care. So that's the special sauce of Giphy ad products. You know, we get a lot of people seeing, using, and sharing advertising content. We did a campaign with Macy's last year. Giphy Studios did this great reaction shoot with the actual 100% official Macy's Santa Claus. It was a big day in the Giphy offices, I will say. That is super um, and cute. The content we produce, yeah, yeah. The, the content we produced for that campaign had engagement and usage off the charts. The fact that it was branded with Macy's didn't matter. The fact that Santa Claus was holding a Macy's bag didn't matter. It didn't stop people from sharing it. And we're the experts in this. We know best practices. We know how to get delivery on campaigns in a way that revenue partners are really happy with and users like the ad and they're happy to engage with it. Love it. All right, Sadie, we're going to head on over to the lightning round. I'm going to ask you three questions, just whatever pops into your head first, and we will just take it from there. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here we go. What is your favorite reaction gif? Oh, man. I'm pretty partial to Bill Hader's reaction. I love Stefan's <laughs> character waving. And I will also say we did a great shoot with Tenacious Z at Giffy Studios. I know I said I was only supposed to pick one, but the Obama mic drop is a really good one, too. Obama mic drop is very, very, very good. Okay, if someone only knew you from social media, what three words would they use to describe you? Okay, so I'm actually a really big fan of social media, but have a completely closed ecosystem for my personal pages. I jokingly call myself an, a non-fluencer because I actually don't <laughs> want to encourage people to follow me unless they know me personally. Part of that, again, is my children are on there and, and just the sort of privacy that, that that allows for. But I would hope that if somebody follows me, they would say that I am 
funny, unguarded, because I believe in, in transparency and, and being unguarded on these, on these mediums, and full of irreverence. You know, the, the insanity of trying to have it all and just the, the whimsical nature of, of raising children, that's really what most of my stuff is about. Fabulous. And what woman do you admire most on social media? Well, I'm really drawn and admire women who balance work and motherhood, which I'm sure is no surprise given this interview, and especially people with a sense of humor. So folks like Kelly Oxford and Jenny Mullen jumped to mind. Love Jenny uh, Mullen and uh, Oxford. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the best. And, you know, Chrissy Teigen is the one that's probably my favorite, even though she went on record saying that GIF should be GIF, which is wrong, <laughs> as we established. But really, she's super smart. She's funny. She's unafraid to get in the mix. I just, I just dig that. You know, she's yeah. just in it. She's fearless and she just puts herself out there. Well, I love it. Sadie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are one fabulous social lady. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable, at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.